Okay, with Malin Barr, Evergreen is a short film. She is the writer, she is the director, she's also the star. It's a film about uh, immigration, someone immigrating to uh, the United States. You are Swedish, your character is Swedish, she's immigrating. I'm assuming this is some of a somewhat of a personal story for you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Somewhat. Not not entirely. I wouldn't say it's based on a true story, but um, definitely what what started, you know, this 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 question or, or the, the interest of writing this film was definitely that I have gone through the immigration process um, coming to America. And I also have tons of friends that have been going through it. And whether it is, you know, an artist visa where you have to prove that you are, you know, that you have outstanding abilities enough to be, you know, accepted in this country, or if yeah. it's a green card where you're being, you know, asked scrutinizing questions about um, the relationship that might not seem um, as, you know, that might seem more personal and hostile than anything else. Um, all of these, all of these things have affected me and I felt like I needed to write something I needed to write something based on it. Um, and it was more of a feeling rather than like a, a narrative in a way. 100%, but it's, it's I guess it's the, the theme or the, the emotion is about like someone being very personal and to you, like mm -hmm. asking questions that are, that are, that are, there's boundaries and they're crossing the boundaries of what's appropriate, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I honestly, when I started writing it, you know, collected things from different people's stories from my own story and then also you know, went on down a rabbit hole, uh, reading about other people's interviews and things on, on um, everywhere I can find them. And most of the, I think actually all of, no, not all of them, but most of the questions in the film are actually from, have been asked in real immigration interviews, which is like, even the question about, do you have intercourse is like, actually has been asked. So that is just, I think that's, um, that's that's going too personal or like you know i think that is not something that you should be able to ask someone when when applying for citizenship in a country yeah um, there's an american ego to it too right where it's like we're so amazing that that if you want to belong to our country then we're allowed to ask you these questions because <laughs> we got to make sure that you're amazing too so you can use so you belong in our country yeah and i mean like there are amazing things about this country that's why sure. people want to come here yeah. but again yeah i think I think the question is, the question which which I'm, I'm raising is 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 this really is this really okay to to go on a personal level um, and a very scrutinizing level that that becomes hostile? I I don't I don't believe so. Um, yeah, that that's my point of view. So okay, so then so the, the you, you touch on two things where you can you can you marry into like you marry an American and then so I've had friends go through that before where. They marry someone, they fall in love with somebody, they have kids for someone who's American, they, be, they become a citizen that way. Or as you said, it's a capitalistic uh, endeavor where they, you can make money for the country or you can, you can, you can do, you, you're an asset to the country if you asset, yeah. end up uh, coming to America, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. That's sort of the, the ways. And I do want to, I mean, like, again, this is a made, this is still, it's not an exact, it's not a truthful story. This is uh, more of an expression of the, the, the feeling that I feel a lot of my friends as well as me and, and um, have, have gone through and experienced going through all of these different processes of feeling like you're becoming paranoid. Um, you're becoming paranoid with the feelings that someone is going to ask me something that I can't respond. And then I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I can't. So, so I think, um, 
again, going, going back to your question, I think that, um, you know, you have to, you have to see the, the, the broader spectrum. Of course, there, there are situation where, situations where this is not the case. Mm. I can't speak for every single sure. interview or every single case, but, but there's definitely horror stories that are, that are, that are real. And um, I think it's important to, to lift those to lift those stories and, yeah. and just just raise the conversation and 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 talk about you know these things like should should it be like this? One of I, my favorite moments of your film because basically your character is like she's it's an anxiety induced uh, performance meaning that you're always feeling that that you're under the gun and, my, and it, like during like that process too it's like you can you have that you you build this this life and all of a sudden someone's going to tell you you got to go back home right that must be so stressful to deal with. So your, yeah. your, your character is, it, it's your, your performance is really good because it's like, it shows that all the time. And there's like a moment in the film when she's about to sit down for dinner and there's like this 10 seconds of relaxation that your character has. I don't know yeah. if it's consciously or unconsciously, or it was a plot point that you yeah. constantly had and she's relaxed and she's breathing, she's smiling. And then all of a sudden they they just interrogate her for five minutes on, at the table. Right. Like, yeah, they, exactly. She's not prepared for it because she's thinking that this is going to be a relaxing dinner but she can't get away from it i guess right mm -hmm. so it's kind of playing in on, on that idea right that like is it in her head or is it the questions and since you know the dinner and everything is not a real world it's all yeah. you know it's all like um a metaphor for her own her own stress and paranoia and like her worry of what they're going to ask um you can i mean people have people have um uh, you know, have had different ideas of what the end of the movie is or what happens if this was the interview when she's now done or she's going to the interview. I've heard different things, but, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely I do. And now I, lo I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do believe that, that it's uh, her own stress that is, that is building in, in the, in the dinner table scene, for example. And, and whether, you know, I think we're all doing this in any situation we're in, like, even if we're nervous about anything, we're relaxed and then we're, we're trying to be present. And then that's always that paranoia and fear. And then obviously she's being proven that these, in her dream, these questions are being, they are coming to her, yeah. whether this is real or not. It's complicated to talk about it since it's like not a real world. But no, I, I understand. We're just, yeah, it's just, so tell me about the, your process. So you did, we, we showed a film uh, that you starred in and you wrote in before, uh, Hedda Needs Help. And so this yeah. is, this is your first directorial uh, effort. So what, what, like, so what, like, so you wrote the screenplay, but what inspired you to say, okay, this is the first film I'm going to direct? Um, actually, it wasn't really, I don't think it was entirely planned. I had written this and it was right, well, it was the end of, I don't really remember when we shot it. We actually shot it in two sections. So first, well, for the directorial debut, I had written it and a friend of mine read it and she said, you know, we need to make this now. Um, she's actually the, the other producer on the on the film as well, Kate Hatt. She's She's great. Um, she was like, why wait? Let's do it. And I'm, I'm somewhat of a recovering perfectionist. Um, so I was like, it's not ready. We're not going to do it yet. And then uh, I sent it out to a bunch of people and everyone was extremely responsive to it. And somehow I had like a team together in a few days that all, all were willing to work on this. And um, I had had a, a director that was going to work on this with me previously, mm. but um, she actually did not 
she did actually not want to do it because uh, she was going through her uh, immigration process. Okay. And she felt scared that this was going to, you know, oh. I don't know. It could, it, I, I'm not sure that it would have done anything, but she wanted to pull out when she, when it, it got, it got towards the point of immigration more. So I decided, you know, like we have a team now, I guess I'll direct it because, you know, I, I do want to direct more. And um, I think as an actor, you sort of have that directorial uh, skill inside of you more or less, because I mean, even nowadays, you, 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 you know, we do our own self tapes and everything. You direct yourself all the time as an actor. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that I wanted to explore more. So it kind of just became, it became, I had a team and then mm -hmm. I didn't have a director and I thought, what the hell, I, I will try it. Um, <laughs> would you, do, I will it, try you it. do it again? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have a couple other projects in, in, in. Oh, in, so you've done it since. Sorry? You've done it since. You've done, you've directed. I did, I, I did direct another short film that I did with my partner and it's not, it's not ready yet, but yeah. And then I have more plans of, of directing more. I think it's amazing. You actually could like barely pull me from behind the camera when we were shooting Amber Green. I didn't want to, I didn't want to act in it anymore. I wanted to stay behind the camera. <laughs> well, it's, you do, you do a terrific job. So there's a, there's the, one of the, the best scenes in the film, or moments, direct, directing moments in the film is actually you because you're like, there's a slight pull in, of you, of you being interrogated at that at the thing. And it's, it shows exactly what this film was all about and your performance is extraordinary. But the question is, is that you just brought it up. It's like, how do you direct and act in yourself? Because you're the arc of this film. Like you're the one who has the journey. You're the, you're the, you're the film. Your character is the film. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Like I know it, it's like, that's a lot to, to handle if for, yeah, for a project. It, it definitely is. And I mean, I, I have shared feelings about it. I think for uh, for my next film, I do not potentially want to be in it. I would rather just take on the directing hat and, and do that. But for this, I mean, I think it definitely works. I think you can do it. You just have to have, I think for this film, I, I, I knew the story of Mia. I knew it, like I, I had such a, you know, ingrained feeling of what it feels like to go through a process since I also wrote it, that I didn't have to, it was pretty easy to to find whatever directing it, how, how I wanted to direct it. I want to find a shot and then just jump into it and do the scene. But it did feel, yeah, it wasn't too hard, but it did feel strange at some points. Um, it felt like I wanted to sit behind the camera and, and you know, see how the other characters played out as well. But I used to, um, how I would do it is I, I would set up the shot with our amazing DP, um, Nick Brown Siegel. He's, he's fantastic. And he also worked with me a ton on the shots. Um, and then I had my assistant director, uh, Christian Hilborg, who's also my partner, and he would stand behind the camera and I would go in and play. And then I would come back and like review it really quickly. Not every take, but usually uh, just to see that I, I found something that I liked. And, uh, and then we did it all in, in, you know, in a very, very short time. So it was, <laughs> there was some stress to it as well. So you're like, so you're, you're an accomplished actress so for people to understand. So, but it's like, it's hard, like it's hard to get. Is it was it hard to see past your vanity, like watching yourself, like, like that <laughs> quickly? I mean, definitely. I think I think for I don't know if this goes for every actor, but I definitely think that it's hard to watch a shot where you're in it and not try to see yourself. Like I had to try to go past that and see the whole picture of all the characters. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit hard to 
to be like, well, I look extremely tired because I've been, you know, up all night planning this, this shoot and figuring yeah. out what I wanted, how do I want to direct it? And now I look tired, but it also worked for the role, you know, yeah, I was gonna if say, I was yeah. stressed and tired, that would all just feed into the character of Mia. So, you know, thank God for that. Yeah. It worked on your anxiety. You had anxiety. Making exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sure. So you just play on what your emotions are at the time, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it helped maybe in this, maybe if I was doing something else, who knows? We'll see when that when that happens. So you had three other actors uh, in the film, your 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 um the, the yeah. husband, boyfriend, and the two, the two other roles. Where did you find them? Friends of yours or yeah, most of them are actually, I mean, you know, that's that's the luxury that you get when you are an actor. You have uh, amazing actor friends that you can. You know, I love putting my friends into my projects, obviously. Um, uh, we're all looking for work. And if you can create work where I can I can use people that I, I love and look up to and admire, that, I think that's great. So Rana, Rana Roy, who uh, plays Jessica, the amazing uh, interrogator. She's amazing. Born. She's incredible. She's the a good contrast friend. to you, right? Like, like yeah, very like, much. Looks wise, you're wearing white, she's wearing red, you're blonde, she's dark. Like, it's like... She's yeah, and she has that. Even though she's, you know, she's short and she's she's small, and she has a very intimidating yeah. uh, stare. So yeah, Ron is a good friend of mine, and and also an amazing actress. And then um, Andrew, I also knew. I met Andrew in an acting class, uh, who plays the other uh, interrogator. He's also, to me, was just like the image of like America. Like to me, he looks like a superhero, and so it's like. I wanted to really have that like typical idea of an American American man. And he's, <laughs> you know, he's actually partly Dutch, but he's like tall and just yeah. massive and scary. So he's great. Um, and then Zach was a friend of a friend. And I also just such great qualities as an actor. Uh, he's such an easy person to work with. He will just come in and, and he's just so natural in how he's playing and he, really had that, that, that quality that I needed for the husband to be worried and caring, but also like he's so attentive, he's so present with her and, and catches all of her different changes. So, so yeah, I, I had such, you know, it was, it was incredible to have um, all of those three actors with me. Yeah, just to go back to, to your, uh, to Rand, she's phenomenal. Like she's, she's the key to your, to your film in so many ways. Cause she's like, kind of like, I know it's like, it's, it's fate, whatever it is, it's in your head, but it's like, she's your antagonist, right? Like she, and she's the intensity of your anxiety, right? She's the, she's yeah. the punch in the way you guys staged it too. Like I said, you were wearing white, she was wearing red. There was that, that, that contrast of, of, of feelings, emotions, and personalities that was really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We actually, I mean, we actually shot, um, the film changed a lot. We shot the first part, um, before the pandemic and then after the pandemic we shot all the other scenes that are taking place during the in the office and everything so the story majorly changed but the fact that I was able to get back all my three actors for like an extra day <clears throat> excuse me in in New York for this the second part of the shot and you know you you maybe noticed that they look like slightly different because it was a year and a half later um but it's still incredible, you know, I, and I love that, like kind of a mind trick that maybe they do look like slightly different. And so which one is the real world and like where the, you know, I, um, I thought that was, I mean, I'm so extremely thankful for all of the, their, um, their performances and, and just their support. And yeah, we had, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's terrific. And so, and so in terms of the editing process, like you're, you're, like you said, your, your character's got the journey, the arc, 
how was the process for, did you find someone to work with you in editing? Like what was how, like what was the development? Yeah, we actually uh, had an editor at first. It was, it was uh, partly my, my partner, Christian Hilborg, who's, who is an actor also, uh, but a brilliant uh, editor. Uh, I, I shall say, and uh, one of his first projects editing, and he started editing with with um, another great editor called Nicholas Vedin, who's in Sweden. Um, and I, I sat with them as well, but um, we worked through the first cut together, the three of us, and it was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty quick process still. You know, a lot, again, a lot of things changed and we shot in such a short time that you know, when you get to the editing room, you're like, oh, I wish we had this and this and this, but we had to work with what we had and we did a cut together. And then again, like I said, the pandemic happened. And so when we were restarting the editing with a, with the additional material that we, that we shot, um, Nicholas was no longer part of it because he had another job. So it was just Christian uh, and me who did the last bit. Um, and I actually am so thankful for, for, for the last, you know, edition that we did because it just changed um, and I was getting a lot of feedback about, um, the difficulty for people who are American to like understand the process, mm. <laughs> uh, if they haven't gone through it, they don't know. And, and before I, I had all these, you know, footage of the real world, um, it was harder to understand. And now with a new edit with the real world, um, and sort of getting, uh, a view of what they're going into and then going to this imaginary world it created such a stronger understanding for for everyone that watched it so um the editing process for that was very much i told christian this is kind of what i want i think i want it to be this and then i i let him work with it and then and i did some tweaking on the end but it, it definitely was a fairly smooth pro process i would say yeah. No, just to go back to what you're mentioning is about the American point of view. It's, I guess we the only thing context people have is that there's a romantic comedy about I'm not American. You know, you have to marry me. We're doing it together, but then we're going to fall in love after the rain, you know, that kind of the, or the green card and like. Was yeah, it? no, it's true. Andrew Bullock uh, and Brian Reynolds or something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. And I didn't think about that at first. I was like, well, I get it. You know, people should get it. So it was a necessarily change that we had to do. And. And, uh, you know, of course, when you make a movie, you want as, as many people as possible to, to get something from it. And if they don't understand, you know, it's still trippy in a way that you might not understand everything, but you have to be understanding the premise because otherwise I think it's, it's yeah. hard. So I'm very happy. Yeah, but emotionally, you were talking about before, it's like, it's really about something that's out of your control, someone who's abusing your boundaries and you're, you have anxiety for it. Like you, mm. you need them to help you, but then they're like, they're not, there, there's a there's a form of abuse there, I guess. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. You probably don't want to say too much. Like you said, like like the friend who didn't want to do the film. But no, um. exactly. I mean, again, I think it is this is heightening um, a real situation and real questions and putting them into a bundle yeah. and then making them into a horror, you know, semi horror movie, um, thriller movie where where it's playing on you know, I wanted to make such a, a political thriller in a way where it's playing on things that are real, but, you know, taking them into another space where, where I want, I want people to think, I don't want to, them to take like everything very, like literally, it's more about, you know, understanding that this is what it can feel like. And, and, and is this, is this something that, that we should put people through? And yeah. So I think that's, that's important to take away. 
Um, so we sent you the audience to you and the audience feedback video. What, is, what did you think about their thoughts of, of your film? Yeah, I thought it was great. It was so fun to listen to because I think, again, as you know, when you are working on your own project, you don't, it's always so great to hear other people's feedback because you don't think about certain things yourself. And, and people had thoughts on the narrative and people had, had thoughts on, you know, so many great compliments on, on the visuals uh, and the shots, the, the, you know, the suspense. I, I think a lot of people talked about how it was keeping you on edge and, and the built of the suspense. So I really appreciate that. And, and, you know, of course, all of the performances, um, but also how people, um, how people experience the narrative and what they thought happened. And I, I think that, you know, since we talked about this just a second ago that, you know, everyone didn't have the exact same experience and, and um, idea of what the exact story was, but I think everyone got the feeling of it. Yeah. And that to me is what, what is important. It created a question that people wanted to know more, they wanted to understand. And I think that, that that's all I wish to do when, when I make a film. I don't need everyone to understand exactly what it, what, you know, what the <laughs> yeah. point is, but as long as it raises the question, I think that's good. But then at the same time, you could argue that it's their, they can, it's their prerogative, right? It's the audience. Exactly. You know, they, can, they can come up with their own conclusions. So as long yeah. as they feel an emotion, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think I think that that did a job, did its job, <laughs> hopefully. So you, so we, like I said, we previously showed a film, Had uh, It Needs Help, uh, previously at our festival as well. You you wrote it and you uh, and you uh, starred in it as well. So that was mm -hmm. like your first film. So and then obviously you have your you you're a working actor and you work, do auditions and you work on on films and things like that. So this is our, we're, we're proud, this is our second film. I think you reached out to me, you liked our festival. So you saw, you got the feedback video from a different perspective back then. So what is, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just giving people context, but yeah. my long-witted long question is that, so what is your goal? Like, what do you, you, you work as an actor, you're very good, you can see it in your film. Do you want to write direct? Do you wanna make big movies? Do you wanna make features? Like, what do you wanna do? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually started um, a master's program for screenwriting last year. So I'm, I'm graduating in uh, December. Um, I've written a TV show and I'm currently writing a, a feature film um, right now. So I do have tons of, and you know, other projects as well. So I do have a lot of writing projects in, in the process. Um, some of them I went to different writers labs this year with so it's a, it's an exciting change I'm still very much an actor and I'm I've been working on you know I have multiple projects coming out this this year which is fun I just had a, a, a film at Tribeca which is called A Wounded Fawn um, a feature by Travis Stevens also a thriller uh, or horror sorry which is incredible if anyone wants to check it out um, so I think it for me it's going to be a uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that it will be something that I can keep doing um, parallelly, <laughs> parallel, um, constantly uh, working on different projects because writing is now part of my every way, everyday life. So I don't think I might think my goal is definitely to make a feature within the coming years um, and then hopefully getting a chance to to work on on, on TV as well. I'd love to be in a writer's room at some point soon and and working in both Sweden and the US is, is seemingly what is happening right now. So, so that's exciting. So you started um, like you're born in Sweden and uh, yeah. did, you, did you start working in the industry in Sweden? Like, is that? No, I didn't actually. I, I actually was um, very much a, a jazz and contemporary dancer when I was younger. I did theater um, in school and like 
some musical theater when I was really young and danced, but I didn't want to be an actor at all. I've always like made, you know, I made like little shows and stuff with my siblings. You know, we would film each other and like make little films and stuff. But um, yeah, I never thought of that. I wanted to be a dancer and I moved over to to New York and then also lived in London for a while studying studying dance and um, and musical theater. So, no, you know, I think life takes you on its on its on its path that it's meant to be. And it, it, for me, it was kind of shift. It, keep, it keeps shifting. You know, for me, writing was is still like fairly new of just a few years back and acting was fairly you know came is acting I really started when I was living in New York um so yeah it keeps you know I think I'm starting to realize that all of these creative outlets are just different outlets of the same creative person so whether I'm dancing or, or writing or directing or acting I don't necessarily need to to choose too much I think they 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 feed the fire of, of being a creative. So as long as I can do all of them, I, I, I'm happy. And you can, you have to prioritize the times, but. Yeah. But yeah. I think what you're learning now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you, that there's an art of collaboration in terms of when you- Absolutely. Um, yeah, you can't do it yourself. You, yeah. have to, you have to invite. And and again, shout out to everyone on my team for Evergreen, because I, yeah, I could never have done that without a single person. Um, each and every single person on that on that set. Uh, it was so collaborative. And I think that is the thing with film as well. And everyone's just trying to do film um, or want to is, you know, you somewhat have to, you have to just trust each other and you have to like have fun with a collaborative because it's such a collaborative industry and, and, and trust everyone around you. You bring, you know, you have, a story and you bring it in and then you let everyone else do their part on it. Mm -hmm. And and that, I think that's what makes it really special. You can't be too controlling. Yeah. You have to let them, let them create, everybody else create as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as everybody has the same vision, which is like, yeah. well, you can't even control that sometimes. Maybe if you're the director, but, but otherwise you just have to believe in it. And then, you know, a lot of times when you're acting, it comes out, you're like, ah, I did not see this coming, but you know, this is great. Or, yeah, you know. that's sometimes that's the director's job when, when they're acting, exactly. he or she yeah. is acting, uh, directing you is that making sure everybody's got on the same page. The tone is, is proper, right? Exactly. Sometimes you're watching films. I watch a lot of films, obviously, and you're seeing that two actors are acting in completely different films. And there was, a, there was, there was something, there was a miscommunication. That yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You have to be on the same page and you have to be willing to to collaborate otherwise it's very very hard and you know i've experienced those situations too where it becomes very hard because of one or or, or two people that are not on the same page and then it becomes more difficult but i would say you're on your way but you're already on your way so uh so <laughs> congratulations uh this is a really really solid film it's like eight minutes. It's simple, but there's a, there's so much complexity. Uh, com it's very complex. I couldn't even say the word. <laughs> and, and so I appreciate your time. And uh, let's talk again when you make your next film. I'm sure that will come sooner than later. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you so much for mm -hmm. for for talking to me as well. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hasenbeck Incorporated. We'll take it, we'll break it, we're gonna make our dreams come true.